Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Chris Evans here. Welcome to the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast with Cinch from Virgin Radio. Coming up, colossal comedian Johnny Vegas dishes all details on his beautiful Field of Dreams vintage vehicle glamping experience. It's unbelievably brilliant. American superstars Catherine Newton and Evangeline Lilly take us into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and their latest film, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Acting legend, American Pie Superdad and head of the Shits Creek gang, Eugene Levy, takes us on a journey with his brand new Apple TV Plus show, The Reluctant Traveller. Um, brightly burning British star Layla Farzad has us on the edge of our seats with her latest BBC One thriller, Better. All of that and so much more to come. So let's all kick things off and tell us who's the first man you don't From slaying stand-up to straining heartstrings on stage and screen, he is the man. Now he's back hosting his Field of Dreams campsite at Melbourne Hall in Derbyshire. And remember, what happens with Vegas stays in Derbyshire. Please welcome the amazing Johnny Vegas. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm very well. How are you, my friend? I'm good, I'm good. It's been a very confusing 20 minutes because I've heard you yes. chatting in between things. And uh, when we come out of some quite serious news on the news, I heard you talking about picking your own trout. Yes, that's right. I, I, I thought he's come off the news quite casual. Yeah, well, that's how we roll here, Johnny. Come on, <laughs> taking a leaf out of your book. Um, um, been... I'm, I'm good. I, yeah, I wish I'd recorded my face. <laughs> <laughs> on the Zoom, on the Zoom, listening to you. You were like my family just leaving me in the home. Sorry, Johnny, I can only put No, but... it was lovely. It was great. It's nice to hear you. It's nice to be here. Promise to visit. It's been too long, Johnny. It's been far too long. It has, mate. It oh, has. My what, you, what do you know? Well, you know, uh, early to bed every night, radio show up at 3.45 every morning, five children, two grandchildren, you know, limited oxygen supply, all that kind of stuff. School run, kicks in, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You can't lie in now, even if you want to. No, impossible. Um, Johnny, I didn't see Karen Glamping for my sins, but uh, loads of people did, and they loved it. I mean, I suppose it's the camping version of Escape to the Country, is it, or something like that, or Escape, Escape to the Chateau. Would it be the, about right? Uh, well, yeah, but they, they actually set out intending to buy a chateau. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's yeah. a massive difference where you go, I've always wanted one of them, let's get one. Right. So waking up and going, eBay, what do I own in Malta? And it was a bus. Right, so the bus is the, your prized possession and it's named after your mum, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So there's Patricia and then this accidental thing of other people who rescued buses. So there was Jim with the schoolie and the fire truck. Um, uh, and then Claire, she's got a uh, Dino and uh, Billy the Snail. And, yeah, it was just this accidental campsite that came together from people who, who sort of love old vehicles and, and, and rescued them. Right, so you have, like, a, these are sort of super um, mobile homes in a way, I suppose, aren't they? With do you, do you, do you, Are there awnings? Can you get a bus-sized awning? Well, when you can, Chris, but why would you? <laughs> 
Because <laughs> people always Why would you? When, you when you put uh, you, Patricia's been built up from the Sheffield, I'm not I'm not dragging it back to the seventies. Because people the always flag. want more. They want more, Johnny. You know what people are like. It's they're crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, they do. They're they crazy. do. Have, you, have you seen the ones who take their own um, sky dishes and stuff? I know. I love it. I've got, the I, I love it because we live we live on the river now, and um, you know the various farmers that, that rent their fields out, and depending on uh, which um, uh, what are they called caravan troops? What are they called? Um, you're part of a caravan. What are they called? If you're in All a, the tourists. Yeah, the, but um, you're in a club. Yeah. What are, what are you? Club of Great Britain. Yeah, but don't they, aren't they called something? Is what's the collective for a group of caravanners? Oh, what are they called? Anyway, you, uh, but anyway, they all pitch up, and depending on who, which group it is and how fancy they are, because the, the Land Rover guys they turn up. They've all got Land Rover tents and Land Rover caravans, and they've all got these like these. These um these flags that they erect because they literally sort of they 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 stake a claim temporary st- claim yeah, to the yeah, banks of the river. Yeah, they, they do, but some of them flags can sort of say different things. <laughs> right, go You've on. You've got to know what's going on on who's your neighbours, and you know what I mean. Yes, come on, but tell me more then. Who, who are too close for comfort? Right, okay. Do you? Do you? Do so you... It's, all, it's all that kind of etiquette. No, but you get the ones who turn up and they. I mean, this is the beauty of this is you just roll up with your stuff. Yeah. We're already there, you stay there, you know. Oh, so, so I'm giving it the answer. Right. I'm like, oh, just period. Um, Hang on, we've not even, vehicles, moved, we've not but, even but, moved on to what you're on for. I mean, because you are now, you've t- we can come and stay with you now, can't we? That's the whole point of this. Yeah, you can. And I'm there, I'm there a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of, I was around last time. And uh, we're doing events because we've moved. We're now in um, South Derbyshire. So, yeah, we're, we're there at Melbourne Hall and uh, we can do stuff. So I'm, I'm up at Navi, someone. Right, so melbournehall.com is where you need to go to stay with Johnny yeah. basically for the whole of the summer. Are you going to be there for the whole of the summer? Well, it cuts out what you were talking about. It cuts out that, that the, the ones who turn up and, like I say, spend six hours setting up. Yes. Saturday they sit in and watch telly. Uh-huh. Sunday they wake up at five, pack up and leave. Right, okay. And what kind then, of life is that? Right, and, and then, but then you get the stalwarts, the lifers who just want to, they just want to escape to another world and they want to be part of Johnny's world. Well, yeah, not part of, like, part of their own world. Everyone's like, yeah, it's a family. It's a little community. Everyone mixes. We've got a communal urges. But, you know, you've got your privacy if you want. If you come away to have the talk. <laughs> I'm not going to come knocking on with milk and a welcome pack. What do you, what do, you do? Do you, like, do you, do you, um, do you welcome everybody? Do you, do you give the briefing? Uh, <laughs> what, what, what do you do there, Johnny? I'm a busy man, Chris. No, I just I stay there myself. I stay. Um, I I come and go. So I might be there when you're there. Might not. It's like a, it's like a chef in the kitchen, isn't it? That's <laughs> right. quite a long chef. It's a bit like that. Is he in tonight? Is he in the back? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How, Is he about? How, you normally hear me before you see me. How often would you say you're there, percentage-wise? Uh, you know, in 2023, uh, p- from a percentage point of view, how often do you think you might be around? I'd be there around what say 15 percent. Twenty percent, right? Okay. Because it's lovely now. There's loads, there's loads, loads to do there in the in the surrounding area. So I'm, but it depends what's going on in my life. <laughs> so what is going on in you your know life? What I mean? It's what's great in a nice big bus. Nobody can hear you cry. Oh, Johnny! Oh, Johnny! Well, Johnny! Johnny! Well, in a hotel reception, you know yeah. what I mean. You get interference. You get people. How are you drawing on yourself for that bar? Johnny, we got to go. We're over time, but I love you to bits. I love the bones of you. Please don't leave it so long next time. All right, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Johnny Vegas. Take care, gang. Bye. Take care. Feel the dreams. Glamping at Melbourne Hall. MelbourneHall.com. 
I thought it was like for 30,000 people. 30 people. <laughs> 28. <laughs> 28. Great. <laughs> Fuck it up while you can. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Cinch. Virgin Radio. Where could you go in your new car? You could go to the cinema from this Friday and see what film, versus Alexander? Yes, what superstars we've got here today. I bet you can't, man. They're sure to <laughs> enchant, man. And we're so excited. We're going to PR pant man, the new <laughs> naughty th- boy, <laughs> the new and third Ant Man movie. Pee your pant man. <laughs> you can't say that. It's actually surprising how few things rhyme with Ant Man. Right. The new and third Ant Man movie, Ant Man <laughs> and the Wasp, is out this Friday. So please welcome Ant Daughter and the Wasp. It's the amazing <laughs> Catherine Newton and Evangeline Lilly. Oh my gosh! So excited to have you here. Peeing our pants. <laughs> You can't, man. You can't. Yeah, come on. I mean, Pan Man, that's going to be the fourth film, isn't it? Pan Man. Yeah. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Good morning. How is it? How's this trip? How's it all going? Are people loving the film? Are you enjoying talking about the film? Oh, I just want to talk about the film for the rest of my life. <laughs> Say it like you mean it. <laughs> Catherine, it's your first outing with that man. Yes, it's my first time in a Marvel movie, and I'm so excited to be on your show having my breakfast tea. Yeah. I feel very British. I love London. Is we it... filmed the movie in London. I know, in Pinewood. Well, so it's not quite in London, but it's around London, I suppose. London-ish. Yeah, in North American terms, it is London. It's the epicentre. <laughs> Catherine, you play Ant-Man's daughter, right? Yes, and you, Cassie Lang. And you have, to, you have to have a word with Dad, because Dad's got a bit lazy from a, from a superhero point of view. Tell us about, right. tell us about that. <laughs> Right. I think when you're little, you really look up to your parents and you think they're awesome. You know, they're superheroes just normally. And then you get older and you're like, "Mm, you're not that cool. So she's showing him, you better be cool. I want you to step up. And she's really just trying to be like him. She wants to make him proud. And his point is, look, I've saved the world twice or the universe twice. Right. So why do I have to do it again? And he's got a book. He's peaked. He's got a book deal. Ant-Man has peaked. Is that right? He's got a a book deal. He hasn't been on your show to talk about the book yet? No, not yet. (laughs) No? It's a bestseller. You can really buy it. No, so she's trying to, but this, to show him how like, it's done. That's really clever writing, though, isn't it? It's so funny. I love it when, you know, movies start to have a take on their own movie like it's real. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm a superhero. Come on, i got a book deal now. i got a house in Malibu. <laughs> i I got a compound in New Mexico. This is the way I roll. This is yeah. how superheroes roll. Yeah, right? and, you, and you'll say, no, Dad, no. I'm like, that's not enough. You're not done yet. So I'm trying to take over, but Cassie really has no idea what she's doing. She's a total mess. It was my first Marvel movie. Yep. So if you see the movie, you see Cassie Lang kind of tripping up and everything like being kind of a dork but that's really just Catherine right trying to figure out how to be a superhero too okay Evangeline for people who don't know uh, and we didn't see the first two but we've seen this one you don't have to have seen the first two can you sort of bring us up to date from your point of view from your character's point of view you and Ant-Man as a thing as is a thing. Yeah. Um, tell us about well, the movie. Yeah, okay. About all three movies. Yes. I'm going to tell you about all three movies. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you from the perspective of my character because that's all I really care about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, um, but Hope started the first Ant-Man film sort of training You Ant-Man. are so pesky, eventually. <laughs> well, there is a bit of English in my blood, so you can't get away from Where's that. Where's that from, by the way? Um, oh, you'd have to ask my older sister. Okay. She's the responsible one who knows about those right. sorts of things. Sorry, Family I interrupted. Trees. Forgive please con- me. Please continue. Yes, I will continue with the serious business of quantum mania. Thank you. Yes. Hope and Scott started the first film at odds. They didn't like each other at all. In the second film, they had 
begun to get romantic and then he went off with Captain America and she was really jealous about it. So he was in the doghouse for a while. But none of that necessarily needs to be known when we start the third film where they're madly in love. Their life couldn't be more perfect. <laughs> she is, Hope is sort of step Cassie Lang and has her mother back from the quantum realm and has repaired her relationship with her father. So life is perfect, essentially. Yeah. Uh, by the way, cute Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas, by the Hello. way. Hello. Right. Yeah, tell us about working with those people. Did you know them before? How amazing are they? Uh, what do they bring to the whole experience? Just one second to say, Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie, so cool. So cool. Does, so cool. Do, does she slay? She slays. I don't even know what that means, but the kids say it. <laughs> yes, you got it right. She Evangeline, definitely did I get away with that? I call Cap. That's okay. what I call Cap. She, That's no, also no, what the kids no say. Cap. No Cap. I have no idea no what you're cap. talking about. Michelle Pfeiffer slays in this movie. No what, Cap. We're what not no even cap capping, mean? bro. What does that mean? It means we're not even capping, bro. No, no Cap. Are you <laughs> leaning a, in here? Yeah, it's a lying thing. So uh, if you're capping, you're lying. Right. If you're well no done. Cap, no, no word of a lie. How correct. The, He's correct. How the, Say less, How bro. the flip do you know that? <laughs> Come on. Daughter, Come in my party. 16-year-old son. <laughs> Come in my little party pool. All right, so, so we're talking grandma and granddad. Is that um, right? But but they're so cool. Right. I mean, that grandma and granddad could flex on anyone else's grandma and granddad yes. any day. Of course they could. They're, yeah, come on. It's Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. for heaven's sake. And I love how you say Douglas. Douglas. <laughs> Douglas. <laughs> you Doug. almost said it like with a northern Douglas. You know. Michael Douglas. Douglas. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Douglas. That's what we want. We it's like a little a Douglas. Okay. Um, yes. Now it's a it's a it's a twelve certificate, but he's quite potty potty mouthed in it, isn't he? So Michael's character arrives in Quantumsville or, and and <laughs> says and says a, yeah. says a potty mouth. So did, did he teach you to swear on set? Is this clearly what where you get yeah, it from? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, it's he his fault. Care. It's Michael Douglas's fault. He's got nothing to prove. Nothing to lose. Yeah. What's he got to worry about? Well, nothing. He's Michael Douglas. I know. He was in Basic Instinct. Yeah. So um, the quantum <laughs> land uh, is microscopic. That's right, isn't it? Yes, so you, that's right. So you, you get you get inside it, and then it's it, but then it becomes huge because yes. that's that's what that's, that's it's messing with your brain a little bit, isn't it? <sighs> Actually, right. it didn't become big. We just became really small. really small, more microscopic. <laughs> you can't even see us. <laughs> I took a physics class after we shot the movie to try to understand. Right. And it just, it, so it's like. Did you really? Our, yeah. Our universe, our universe is like smaller than our fingernail, right? Yep. You can't even see it. Yeah, yeah. So imagine that. And then we go even smaller into another universe. So there's just like more universes in every universe. It's like Kevin Feige might be the only one who understands the yeah, quantum so particles verse. become atoms, atoms become molecules, yeah. molecules become cells, and cells become people. And that's right. sort of where we are, isn't it? And it, doesn't that feel like it gets smaller and smaller and smaller? Yeah, well, I think that's well, what... In that case, it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, that was the trajectory we just followed. Yeah, well, it's, it's all about your perspective, isn't it? Because that's why I think that NASA sent um, sent initially sent rocket ships off to Mars or to to, to mm -hmm. the Moon because I think that we we were so our brains were so fried by what was going on here on Earth. Mm. They think let's just go as far away from this issue <laughs> yeah. as possible. And they go, yeah. no, we can send things to the moon. Yeah, right. But what about the oceans? No, 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 don't worry about that. Uh, so three hundred thousand <laughs> miles, and then we go to Mars, and we go right. far away. So we're yes. going deeper in quantum mania. Which is the way to go? Yes. Let's see what's going on down here first. The only way out is through. Is through. Uh, Catherine Yoon and Evangeline Lilly, uh, stars superstars in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania in cinemas across the world. World, I can say now because I just had that confirmed from two of the stars from this Friday, 17th Feb. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Thank guys. You. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Thank guys. You. God bless. Thank you.
The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Cinch. Virgin Radio. He's the multi-award winning actor and comedian who for ages was up a certain creek and he's now decided to ditch the paddle. His latest show, The Reluctant Traveller, hits Apple TV Plus next Friday. So buckle up, everyone, as we say hi, hi, Mr. Canadian guy and drive our Chevy to Eugene Levy. Yay! Oh. Hey, everybody. Eugene's in the house. I'm on the Chris Evans <laughs> Breakfast Show doing some radio. Come on, man. Some morning radio. Do you like the radio? Love the radio. Yeah, you've got a great radio voice. Have you done some radio? I, I go into radio voice every time I do radio. Isn't that something? No, but also you do have this amazing voice. Have you have you done any announcing in the past professionally? Have you broadcast on the radio? No. No, 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 no I haven't. I haven't done any broadcasting. Um, but every time I'm in a radio studio, <laughs> I feel like, why Why did I miss the boat on this? Well, it seems like time. the greatest job in the world. It is the greatest job in the world, apart from being paid to go around the world, reluctantly or otherwise, as the Reluctant Traveller by Apple TV. Bada, bada, boom, bada, bada, bing. Yes. Um, they've sent you to some places. Uh, so I yesterday, I went to Costa Rica with you. I went to Utah with you. And I went to Tokyo with you. Wow. I did all those things. Um, so wow. How, how did, what, first of all, what is it for people who don't know who haven't watched it yet because they haven't got the secret link that I have. Um, what is it? How did it come about? Um, and let's take it from there. Well, it's 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 actually a great show. I mean, it really is. It's a great uh, travel show, beautiful production value, and I'm having a ball doing it. But I kind of came into this through the back door, you know. I said initially uh, I didn't want – I got a call from my agent who said, uh, you know, Apple TV Plus – is doing a, tra- a travel show about hotels. They were calling it Room with a View. And uh, they, they want you to host the uh, the show. And initially, I, I got very excited. I'm thinking, wow, I get this call? Traveling around the world, at, you know, exploring exotic hotels. Until I started thinking about it. And, you know, the, the question, why me, came in. Like, why? I mean, I, I, obviously, people think I, there's something about me that would be a good host. But they didn't know I, you know, I'm really not fond of traveling. I don't hate traveling. I just don't love traveling from from step one packing to airport security to, you know, forgetting your laptop in a bin to uh, whatever it is. And then, you know, the whole sightseeing uh, list of things you're supposedly supposed to do. When you're when you're when you're traveling, so I said no. You've got honestly. I'm, I I think you've got the wrong person because I I I don't love traveling and and I don't think I have the attributes to be a good host. I'm not you know I'm I'm not a kind of curious person. Uh, I don't I don't have a great sense of adventure. Um, so how can I be myself hosting a show which I've never done? I've never been on camera outside of being in character doing something that also was a bit of a um, a thing I had to think about like why why am I doing this so I said no because I didn't think I could be myself I'd have to pretend to be something like a seasoned traveler like enjoying everything I'm doing I said no they can probably find somebody else and uh, so then they wanted to talk to me on the phone the Apple TV plus exec and the producer of the show. I said, all right, okay, I don't know. How many times can I say no? I, I, but I'll talk to them if they, if, they want, if, they, if, if, if they want to have a conversation, I'll explain to them myself, which I did. I got on the phone, went through all the reasons why I think I was 
not the guy, and I'm trying to keep it light, and I'm getting laughs on the other end of the phone. I'm thinking, fantastic. <laughs> I'm making my point, and, you know, there's nothing heavy about the conversation. So after the call, apparently they got on the phone together and said, that's the show. He's the guy. That's the show. It's the, He doesn't love to travel, didn't know that, but that's the show that gives it an edge, gives it a personality. That's the thing. And then they called me back and pitched that version, and I said, oh, you know, I, I get it, so I don't have to love everything. I don't have to, I mean, I get why that can be humorous. Okay, I, I will, let's give it a go. I'm happy to be reluctant. Uh, very happy to be reluctant now because it's just the greatest, it really is the greatest uh, job. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying how I'm being treated. Eugene, great to meet you. You've got a fantastic Graham Norton show to join this week. Have you seen who's on it with you? It's in a May. I saw the lineup and I said, is this the lineup for the week? No, this is for the show. This is for one night. So Graham does his radio show here on Saturdays and Sundays uh, in the morning. But this Friday, you can see Eugene Levy alongside Paul Rudd. Michael Douglas, Dame Judi Dench, Hugh Jackman, and Pink. Now, there's yeah. a show. <laughs> there was Live that. Aid, and then there's Graham's Friday yes. show. I know. Where do they get a couch big enough? I don't That's, know. Yeah. Eugene, great to meet you, man. Lovely to be on your show, Chris. Oh, I've heard so much about it, and uh, people have told me you're going to have the greatest time on the uh, on the Chris Evans show, and you're going to look forward to meeting him, and I... Uh, uh, I did look forward to meeting you and uh, it paid off in big dividends. Okay. Aww. Well, the reluctant traveler, not the reluctant guest, thank God. Um, available to watch now on Apple TV Plus from Friday, 24th of Feb. So, not only is Eugene there, not only are these hotels and these locations amazing, the story's fantastic, but it is cinematic production qualities to a sort of TV format, non scriptive format, and that's what makes it super special. Yeah, it looks beautiful. It, it does really look does. beautiful, as do you, my friend. Keep looking beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> looking beautiful. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Cinch. Virgin Radio. May we have an amazing guest, please, if you don't mind, Vassal Alexander. She's the BAFTA-nominated actor who hates Susie, loves Alan Partridge and is pals with Peppa Pig. She's currently, simultaneously, a brilliant cop and a crime baron as the new BBC One thriller Better continues on Monday at 9pm. Right, so this show with Cinch is a great big cars ad. And she is the awesome Layla Fawzan. Sorry about that, Layla. I can only apologise. How are you? I'm all right. How are you, Chris? Very well. It's a real pleasure to have you in our company today. Your show is off the chain. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's so frightening. Why do I find it so frightening? Because it's about someone who you think should be good actually being terribly corrupt. I think it's also, I agree, and I think it's also because you think... This might be how it is yeah. in that world. In many worlds. Yeah, because, you know, in the past it's either glamorised or it's magnified. Mm -hmm. And it has to be magnified here because that's the definition of a drama. It is. But you, you have a sense that this is as close as it might be. Yeah. Uh, do you agree with that? How close do you think it is? Do you know how close it might be? What, in real? In, yeah. In the police? Yeah. I think, well, maybe any institution that purports to being like morally superior 
Maybe there's some bad bad eggs and bad apples. Can you please frame it for us? Because uh, some people may not have watched it. By the way, oh. you don't have to wait till Mondays. All episodes are available on the iPlayer. I had to get up really early this morning. You nearly made me late for work with your show. It's so good. Oh, um, well, it's about, um, I suppose it's about an anti-hero who is the hero who has, uh, she's called D.I. Lou Slack and she um, she's a police officer who's also working for a corrupt uh, drug baron and uh, something happens to her and she has a conscience crisis and it's about her trying to be better and wondering if she can be redeemed. Yeah, so so obviously um, she has this very interesting, you can't take your eyes off it, relationship with the drug baron. Um, uh, she also has a really loving, frustrated uh, husband yes. that she has distanced um, because she sort of has to. Uh, she also has a son. Um, she is a cop. So intriguing. Where is it set? It's set in Leeds, right. in the lovely town, lovely city of Leeds. Because you smashed uh, the accent. Oh, well, I had a dialect coach, thank God. Yeah, but it's, it's so wonderful. So um, if you can just frame the first episode for us, um, because it's like I said earlier on, it's like a, a jigsaw puzzle. It's You buy the puzzle, um, nobody's going to mind what you say about the first episode because you want to know, are all the pieces there? Yes, they are. They're so jumbled up. You're all, you already have my brain fried. I don't know about you, Vassus. I don't know what you thought about it. I thought it was. I was so scared at that start when you're going round that that warehouse, and I didn't know. I didn't know whether you were a cop. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't on. know either. I had and no then, idea. And then it sort of slowly unfolds, and then right in the middle, that sort of grenade goes off with your son, and then and then I. I'm glad you said it's a sort of road to redemption because I got that feeling towards the end of the episode. You're thinking, actually, you know, is this is this turning right. left where you think it might turn right? I have some theories. First of all, can you explain a bit of the first episode so people yes. can join in? So uh, the first episode starts with uh, a woman who seems to have it all. She's she's working for the police. She's also got this kind of duplicitous relationship with this, with this drug baron. She's got a family life. Everything seems to be going well. And then her son gets very, very sick and is uh, potentially going to die. And she makes a deal with some kind of greater power that she will be better if he if he will get better. Yeah. Um, I have a theory. I think she I think she's super undercover. Um, but from what you're saying now and how you're saying it and how you're looking when you're saying, it, I think I'm wrong straight away. Uh, I think she's it's the it's the non makeup makeup look. It's the non undercover undercover look. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll take your theory. I mean, what do you mean not undercover? I'm a bit confused by that. What do you mean? Because she is clearly well. We're supposed to think she's a bent copper. Yes. Right. And I'm thinking she's so bent and she's so brilliant that she's super undercover. Yes, I see that. That's it's what like that, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. No, that. that that's. That's a version of it, sure. Is that not too... That's not... Is that How stupid is that for me to think that? No, it's not stupid at all. I right. mean, she's so slick. She operates so slickly, it's hard she to... Does. It's 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 hard to imagine she she has this proper dichotomy in her yeah. life. If you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. You've got to see it. You've got to see it. It's really scary. It's really... <laughs> Get scarier. Uh, does it? Oh yeah. I don't know how? How does it get any scarier than it is? So, she, so your character, um, she, her husband. Tell us about her husband. I'm really intrigued about her husband. Her husband is um, a lovely, long-suffering man who adores her and um, is sort of complicit with all the terrible things that she does. Um, and they've built a lovely little family life together. Um, but I don't think he's aware of quite the depth of the darkness that she's capable of. Right. Tell us about her, um, this sizzling chemistry, not between her and her husband, but between her and her drug baron boss slash partner, not really partner, always boss. Yeah. Tell, tell us about um, that. I think they both um, found something in each other. There's a thrill in it. They've they've managed to help each other up the up the ladder. Yeah. Um, he's able to get away with stuff because he's got this friend in the police. She's able to get 
lauded for stuff that she's found because he's tipped her off. So right. they've they've helped each other. So it's mutually beneficial. Mutually beneficial, exciting, wrong. Um, very wrong. Very wrong. But it's one of those things that they do really clever on telly, like Breaking Bad, where we know it's very wrong, but we sort of don't mind for the sake of the story and the relationship. Yeah, of course. I mean, they're semi, they're semi sort of addicted to it. How do they you... do this? I mean, it's so clever. You'd think these uh, the people who made the show have had hits before. You might think that, mightn't you? You, you can, can you imagine? Do you think they have? Come on, you, you say it so I don't have to. I mean, uh, the the writers have written um, humans and sister pictures have made all sorts, sorts of Chernobyl. things. Chernobyl and <laughs> landscapers the and the split. All of all of those brilliant. The shows. Uh, better continues Monday 20th February, BBC 1 9pm but of course now you can watch them all on the iPlayer all these episodes loads of people have binged it they've watched it uh, one lady has one episode to go when's she going to watch it is she going to watch The mass Singer first before <laughs> or after <laughs> what are you loving on telly at the moment Leila Oh, uh, apart from the Masked Singer, of, of, apart from the Masked Singer, um, I suppose the last thing I watched was White Lotus, which is um, I know that's a really Would standard boring to... response. It's not standard boring, uh, it's brilliant. but it's it's utterly it's just the best, simply one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. First first series versus second series, which series would win? I think second. So do I. Yeah. So do I. But again, it's not fair. That is, it's not a fair. It's thing. not fair because first series was also extraordinary. Succession's coming back with your friend Lucy. Yes. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, I think season yeah. four. It is. What has she told you about that that you can't tell us? Uh, she hasn't told me very much, but we can make something up if you want. Uh, yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah. Make something yeah. up. Go um, on. Make a... <laughs> it up. Make it up. Make it there's up. There's a scene with tropical fruit. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Killer tropical fruit. Yeah, good. I think we're done. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's nice to meet you. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Cinch. Virgin Radio. We've heard from a bunch of super talented guests already, but still to come. Impressive impressionist Matt Ford shares the puppetry particulars of his new live show, Idiots Assemble. Spitting Image Saves the World. Apparently it's off the chain funny. TikTok sensation, Keaton Ducrow wows us with his wonderful new single, I'll Be Waiting. And rugby players Courtney Laws and Dan Bigger scrum into the studio to talk all things Six Nations. Right, let's get right back to it. Vassos, who's next? There are currently yes. 562 Fords on cinch.co.uk <laughs> and on the Chris Evans Breakfast oh, Show with Cinch. That. We have one Ford available, one careful-ish owner, lots of gags to the gallon. He's in Birmingham till March with the Spitting Image live show Idiots Assemble. So let's open the bonnet and rev up Matt Ford! Yeah! Oh, thank you very much. So Spitting Image's first ever live outing, isn't it? Ever, ever, ever. It is. Which is mad, really, given how amazing it is to see the puppets in the flesh. Bonkers that no one ever thought that this should be on the stage. Hang on a minute, puppets in the flesh. That's not working for me. In the latex, <laughs> in the latex, but like in person. Well, but you do know. feel like now it's I'm the real people. something else. We, we've got to watch puppets in the latex. Are we in the latex or are they in the latex? What kind of show is this? Very meta. I like it, I like it a lot. But it is overwhelming. Is it underway, is it happening? Yeah, it's been on for the last couple of weeks. It how's it, how's the it 11th doing? Of March. How are you doing? It's amazing. Yeah. People are just... What you t what we totally underestimated, I've written it with Al Murray and Sean Foley, obviously highly talented individuals, but you, we totally underestimated when writing it in an office that when a, a, a puppet comes on, like when Prince Harry, when you see Harry for the first time, or even... Rishi Sunak or whoever, there is like an audience reaction based on how they feel about that person. Love it. And you sort of have to allow that a bit of time for people to get used to it. Will you bring your show to Carfest? Well, how about Spitting Images' first ever festival performance? I mean, it, come it's on. not up to me, but yeah. Oh, come on, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I, I, I'm it? not sure I have the legal right, but yeah. I mean, oh. I'm happy to commit right now. So, so it's a 90 minute show, two hour show, interval, no interval, what? Oh, it's got an interval, yeah, so you can get a drink at half time right. and go to the toilet. 
you know, it's a basic human right. We do allow people food, <laughs> drink and water uh, at the show. Um, but it is, honestly, watching it with... What's mad is I'm in it, but I can go and watch it. Right. Because the voices are recorded. I see. So I, wrote, I co-wrote it and I'm one of the voice artists as well. But I can actually go and watch myself in a well, show that's that, clever it's it's slightly surreal because the lack of control isn't something i'm comfortable with so have you done one live yourself no that'd so, be interesting wouldn't it to have the live live show do you know what some people have said that and we we did do like a little we did like a little test a couple of years ago to see how it would work yes and in the end i think they basically thought that with all the puppeteers because it is mad yes you've got like hundreds of puppets and you've got puppeteers doing various puppets so it's very busy on stage yes that having then actors or you know impressionists no, or whatever, i understand that Cluttering would be tricky, but so when I went to watch Avenue Q, which is one of my favourite shows of all time, did you ever see Avenue Q? Yes, I loved it. Right, it was amazing, wasn't it? So yes. the first thing is it's a puppet show, but the puppeteers are completely visible next to the puppets, and you don't know whether to fall in love with the puppet or the puppeteer. And let me tell you, it was a close call because <laughs> um, they were all great. Some were gorgeous, some were just funny, some were funny and gorgeous. Yeah. Um, some of the the um, operators looked a bit like the puppets, or was it the other way around? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Uh, my favourite song from Avenue Q is I've got a girlfriend and she lives in Canada because <laughs> nobody's ever seen my girlfriend but I do have a girlfriend and she does live in Canada um, Your uh, memory's amazing Well I just I remember that a bit and some of this actually the bad news bears they were fun uh, we've all met those in our time haven't we Oh no we've been them Anyway <laughs> Um, are the puppeteers on stage then? Yes, and that's... So what's incredible about it is usually with the puppet show, certainly with Spitting Image on telly, yes, you only yes. ever see people from yes. waist, waist up, up. Waist up. But live, so the puppeteers will dress their bottom half in sync with the top half. Love so it. Tyson Fury, when, when the guy's doing him, he's got his boxing... Tra- and, and Boxing trousers, boxing shorts... Depending on where you're sat in the auditorium, the angle of the puppeteer, they completely disappear, and it looks as if... Greta Thunberg, Angela Rayner, Idris Elba, Tom Cruise. I mean, the Tom Cruise puppet's very small, obviously. And Tyson Fury <laughs> are all... Like, the Tom Cruise is like a mini thing. That's <laughs> so funny. Um, and he's only a bit shorter than the average height, isn't he? I don't think he... Well, I imagine you've met him. No, I haven't met haven't him. Haven't you? I haven't met him. Oh, no, I keep saying this, and everybody says you interviewed him once for about an hour. Sorry, I have met him. I can't remember. And he really. must have been. I think he does look pretty short. Maybe he's so short I didn't even see him. Well, that's maybe it. He I could was, be here now. So he's having me on. I've met him. And? Yeah, he's he's only a bit shorter than, like... Yeah, he's, what, like, 5'5"? Five, five, five? Five, oh, no, five, can't be 5'5". Five, five. That's five, Ronnie Colbert short. Five, what am I? I'm, I don't think he was that much taller than me. I'm about 5'5". Five, five. He's 5'7". 5'7". So he's go. quite small, then. And he'll have added that... He'll have sexed that up, won't he? It'll be 5'5". <laughs> five, five. That's in heels, isn't it? He'll have scientology that right up. <laughs> he has a real height and a Scientology height. Um, which is smaller... Uh-oh. The the Tom Cruise puppet or the David Steele puppet? Oh, I'd say the Tom Cruise puppet. Because the David Steele puppet was really small. Oh, this is like... My this is so dinky and a little guy has to move his legs behind him. So we've got the puppeteers. They're in like um, discreet clothing. This sounds like the funniest show in the world. It's off the scale. And I know I would say that because I wrote it and I'm in it. Yes. Co-wrote it. But like the Al Murray's written some really funny songs in it that are that are um, like mega surprises. Are they clever? They're really clever. They're really funny. They're really silly. Is it's it just... a bit having you QE? Do you mind me saying that? Absolutely, Because yeah. that won every award in the world. That's, that it's exactly what that is, but very British. Right. Very spitting image. And uh, I, I just think it will completely take you by surprise. Right, we've got to go. Um, oh, you've got to go. You've got to leave with us off the air, that is. You don't ever have to leave our company uh, in the real world. Would you like to say anything else before you go? Oh, just happy Valentine's Day, everyone. And... Um, 
Just buy tickets. Yeah, no, go, go, go and see. <laughs> buy tickets to all the things I'm selling. It's really important because um, they need your support and you're going to have a great night out. Idiots assemble, spitting images, save the world. Uh, spittingimagelive.com, go there in Birmingham. If it's supported well enough in Birmingham, it already is being. If that continues, then maybe the rest of us will get to see it too. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Cinch. Virgin Radio. With the Six Nations in full swing, though sweet chariot, we wanted to book a really big name and we got a... Bigger one. He's the flying fly half, hoping to kickstart the Welsh campaign. But we hope after next week's match against England in Cardiff. So please welcome <laughs> Big Danny B. It's Dan Bigger. How are you, Dan? How uh, very good, thank you, guys. How are you? Good, good, good. How was the weekend for you? Not the not probably not the best weekend we've had. Um, disappointing weekend. Scotland played really well. Uh, we were well short of what we where we've been previously, and. Um, it's it's a horrible game. Professional sports are horrible games. It's a brilliant game when you win. Um, it's a horrible game when you lose. So um, it's one of those, take it on the chin and, and, and work hard next, this week. And, and it doesn't get much bigger as a stage, does it, than the Six Nations? Obviously, the World Cup is on the way. Uh, yeah. But it's pretty, and it's, you know, because it, it is the home nations slash Six Nations, it's really important, isn't it? It's a, it's a huge event, isn't it? I think everybody's, everybody's sort of rugby or sporting calendars basically focus around the Six Nations and everyone plans their weekends to Paris, to London, to Rome, to, to all these places. And um, it's a huge event with obviously with the, with the World, coming up, World Cup coming up in September. It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a huge, huge year for, for Rugby Union. Now, we know what you like as a player, or at least from a spectator's point of view. How, good are, how are you not playing, watching instead? Uh, I'm OK. I'm OK. I'm OK a watcher. I'm a pretty good watcher. Yeah. Um, I actually love love watching. I'm big, big, massive football fan, massive Man United fan. Yeah. So, um, but la- watching your team without uh, you playing. Oh, okay. Without, I'm okay. I'm I'm quite relaxed actually. Are I actually you? feel it's almost like you've got you've got no control over that anyway. So there's no point mm. getting worked up or stressed. So it's probably worse when you're actually playing because you've you you know you've got to make calls. You know, put things into play, and so I actually quite enjoy watching the games when when I'm not playing anyway. So it's quite, a, it's actually quite a rare occurrence for me. So it's it's nice to be able to watch a game sometimes. And you're blessed that it's a rare occurrence. Of course you are. So yeah, something touch to be wood, very grateful touch wood. for. Absolutely. So when you're on the pitch and you can sense what what may be going right or wrong, uh, how different is that to be able to see it fr- with a with a, 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 a sort of uh, more altitude, more of a perspective in the stands or at home on the telly? Is it easy to spot? Is it? Yeah. Obviously, it's different. I don't. I don't I've ever made a mistake watching the game from the sofa. Anyway, that's for sure. Um, it's it, 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 yeah. Obviously, it's um, you've got the ability to to see the bigger picture. You're not focusing on one sort of specific area. You're not worrying about people trying to come and uh, and rush you and close your space down and things. Is like it really that. So, obvious when you're watching from the stands? Uh, it's it's a lot more obvious. Yeah, you see you see the you see the picture. You're looking at you're looking on one side of the pitch. Then you're looking at where the ball is. Then you're looking at where the space is, perhaps in the backfield or around the ruck or whatever it is. So, uh, it does. I do I do laugh when you you see sort of you know it's the typical armchair coach you know people on the co- on the on the sofas and things saying that they've you know the space is here or should be doing this it's yeah. obvious you should be doing it. so it's i do laugh when I, when it's that when when you hear people that but it, it's very if it, it is very difficult when you're in that moment to pick the right decision all the time and you don't quite get the full perspective and uh, and all the camera angles and things like that but uh, let's stick with the six nations for a bit um Ireland and Scotland now the only two who can win the Grand Slam uh, when was the last time that happened Scotland haven't won their first two matches on the bounce for how long ever, ever? In, the, in, in six yeah. nations since it became wow. the six nations Scotland have never won their first two well, games well done Scotland mm. um, what do you think 
I think I think you look at Ireland at the minute, who are the number one team in the world. Um, seriously strong. <laughs> they look they look they look a well well coached, well drilled side. Um, they look like a team who who've got absolute confidence in themselves and and a little bit. Winning becomes a habit as well, um, and when you're playing well like they are at the minute, winning becomes a habit, and um, and same 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 sometimes goes for for losing as well. We're we're probably in a little bit of a rut at the minute where we can't quite can't quite get out get over the line in games. But uh, and again, Scotland of Scotland played really well down in Twickenham a couple of weeks ago, and and obviously backed it up at home. So they're they're, they're those two are, are obviously playing well and this tournament is all about confidence it's all about momentum if you if you win your first game you win your first couple of games and it sets you up really nicely conversely if you lose your first one or two then then obviously the pressure comes on you and um, and the middle game becomes a really big game um, it's fascinating to hear you talk about that about winning being becoming a habit you know the more individuals that are, that are involved the more galvanising that is um, because you play as one you think as one you celebrate as one you smile as one winners are grinners grinners are winners all that kind of stuff yeah. champagne tastes better you know <laughs> if, you, if you're in the winner, winner's enclosure and of course if you're on the lose if you get into the losing habit the more of you there are the more arguments there can be the more permutations of those relationships there are and you could be pretty close in ability could you but mentally you're miles apart yeah it's a big difference and like you said sometimes the the margins between winning and losing are so fine but the repercussions and everything that happens off the back of it are tend to be a lot bigger than that so we're lucky in our squad that we've got a lot of guys who've been around for quite some time so we've 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 experienced plenty of highs but we've we've also experienced plenty of plenty of lows as well and we know that we know that we know how to deal with these moments as well. We know that there's going to be times where you're going to get, you know, you're going to take a fair bit of criticism from uh, media, fans, everyone, 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 <laughs> the whole country and world. Family, yeah, basically. Yeah, um, Former teachers. So you kind of you kind of expect that, and you kind of just got to brush it off. Whereas maybe some of the guys who've come into the squad early on. It's probably a bit of a shock to the system, like it was for us when we started. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're lucky; we've got plenty of experience, and we know what we've we've been in in that, like you said, in that winners' enclosure a few times before. And we're we're hopefully going to be the, the right people to get it to turn it round. Fast, we've got a sub you, mate. Okay, you've got to come off the bench so somebody else can sit on the bench. But that's yeah. Courtney Laws that's going to sit on the <laughs> yeah, bench. Well, I'm not arguing with Courtney. Right. You've got to go in a bit, Dan. Can you stay for a second or yes, two? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. Yeah. Dan will be joined by now one of his ex-teammates, Courtney Laws. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Cinch Virgin Radio. Vassos, can you please introduce the second half of our tag team? He's the man mountain of Northampton rugby who's won almost a century of caps for his country. And the good news for England and the bad news for Dan Bigger <laughs> is that he should be fit to face Wales in Cardiff next weekend. Please welcome Big Courts. It's Courtney Law. Yeah. Hello, hello. Well, listen, you two have a catch up on air first because you've not seen each other for a while, have you? No, it's been a little while, yeah. I, I was just saying, I was, I was hoping he was going to say, be back after the Wales game but a uh, <laughs> bit of bad news for me but no it's good all good good to see him again I'm oh, missing him missing big <laughs> um, was he on time at training ever do you once? know what Courts had the ability the remarkable ability to be 30 seconds early for every meeting just when he thought he was going to get fined yeah, for yeah. being late for, for meetings for training he had the ability just to stroll in in his Ugg boots uh, <laughs> I, I literally never be late, but um, he was—he was never sort of everyone else in the te- in the team room was always like fifteen minutes early, just worried about being fine, worried about being late for coaches and things. Whereas courts would just rock up as and when, sort of thirty I, I, seconds. I don't like being late. To be fair, like <laughs> um, I normally keep my timing pretty well. I didn't 
didn't book my car today, so I'm <laughs> no, not taking you are more than, Nobody's going to argue with you, Chris. Don't worry about it. It's completely fine. Um, so, so obviously you're going to miss Dan. Um, he's off to Toulon. Yeah. Um, what, tell us about his attributes as, at Saints as a player. What did you all love him for? And if you could um, give him one tip of advice for perhaps improvement in Toulon, what might it be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, Biggs is obviously uh, a very good player. Great competitor. He's probably his, his biggest strength. Um, I, I I like playing with him, and he doesn't shout much at me, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do I do find it quite funny when he's ripping into boys for uh, you know getting bits and bobs wrong. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy but, that part. Well, Courts was always it was always a quiet word with Courts as opposed to sort of <laughs> ripping into him. Yeah, yeah. How how would you approach Courtney? Uh, yeah, Courts Courts is different. You know, there's certain boys who you know respond well to sort of like a bit of a a rocket and there's probably other boys who just need to say look we need a bit more from you here or we need this or whatever and I think Quartz is and Quartz is one of the guys who generally doesn't make too many errors out anyway so you just let him do his stuff and I think that's what probably a lot of the coaches certainly since I've played with him I've, I've found with them you just sort of let him get because he knows his stuff absolutely even if he doesn't appear to know his stuff he knows his stuff very very well yeah. so he's alright that's his secret weapon <laughs> yeah. Yeah. isn't it played a bit of rugby so yeah <laughs> oh yeah I've learnt a few few bits and bobs but yeah not got many rockets from Biggs luckily but uh, but no that, that that part of rugby is is well needed in, in a lot of senses especially when you're playing you know club prem rugby and you've got to bring up the sand of the of the boys around you and and you know Biggs does that uh you know he's an, a shining example of that so yeah i mean he he's cracking player and, and we miss him for sure um in your northampton time together because you're not northampton born and bred but you're northampton bred you're born yeah, in yeah. you i moved there when i was four, four. so yeah okay you've been basically forever saints yeah very much. um what would you say your your greatest moment together was my favorite bit was when uh i, I was it was last year i was skipping england and, and biggs was skipping wales so that was a big moment for us, for the club, um, and a really enjoyable game um, at Twickenham, obviously. Um, shame we won't get to do the same thing next time in, in Cardiff to, to kind of complete the set, but uh, I think that was a really you know, big game, big moment for the club and, and both of us as well. How is it back at the club? Obviously, they're going to show the game, aren't they, at Saints? You can watch it. Do they have a big screen there? Or do they, do they... I think, yeah, I think they put, I think the guys played beforehand, didn't they? There was a game beforehand and then they put the, the screen on the, uh, the game on the big screen in the in the fan village and, and things like that. So, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with Cole. I think it was a really special. We swapped shirts afterwards as yeah. well. So, um... Have you tried his on? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm putting in a frame. I won't get that. <laughs> your action man. I haven't got many. I haven't got many number six shirts back home and things. No. So it's only oh, just the one. So that, yeah, a that's caftan, a, isn't it? That exactly. One. <laughs> yeah, and so that's like that's a nice moment as well to be able to do things like that with with club mates or former club mates now. But um, really special moment. We've got it. We had a text in from a lady who who's apparently somehow got your socks after a match, and they're still with her little boy Seb. They're next to his gecko. They're unwashed. Does, oh, wow. does that happen a lot? Uh, well, in fairness, we get new, obviously get new shirts, new socks and shorts every single game. So not many people want shorts and socks after the game. So I, I tend to sort there of tend, to, tend to give them off fair play. There's your socks and her gecko. <laughs> Apparently yeah. her gecko is living off your socks. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm not quite sure the smell in that room must be like, but... Um, yeah, so just tend to always try to give sort of socks and shorts away after games and things to to kids or whatever, just because uh, it's great. You know, hopefully they they in little bits of pieces like that, but it's cl- as clutters up 
so my my wife tells me off for having too much kit around the house anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, it's it works both ways you got to go now uh, yeah. thanks for hanging around pleasure your family downstairs i know that uh, good luck with everything dan no thank Give you very much to france uh, have a wonderful um icing on the cake of what's been a brilliant career thank you very much guys all the best look after a course for me as well all right Cody, can you stay for a bit it's all <laughs> right can, yeah, all right yeah, no excellent problem. dan bigger everyone so it seems this kid may be a sock thief, this Sebastian, because not only does he have Dan socks with his little gecko, Seb also has Bowden Barrett's New Zealand socks. Sorry, who's Bowden Barrett? He's a New Zealand rugby player. Yeah. Okay, is he pretty, well known? Pretty good player. Is he yeah. well known? Yeah, he's all probably right. One of the best players in the world. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, the point it's is, right, Seb's got his socks as well. I don't know how they get to play rugby, these professionals. Uh, he gets a pair from a player every time he goes to the rugby. Yeah, to be fair, ask him for so- you, you'll get socks. Like a lot, a lot of kids, a lot of kids ask for like boots, and you're like, well, what am I going to play in <laughs> like, next week? Don't have unlimited boots, or whatnot. But yeah, a lot of people ask for boots after games. So when they ask for socks, right? Yeah. Is it as you're leaving the pitch, or is it back You'd in? You'd imagine the... so, yeah. So if a kid, a really cute kid, loves rugby clearly, full of enthusiasm, you've won or you've lost, ask you for your socks. Would you stop and take your boots off and give them your socks? Yeah, probably. That's nice of you. It's not like you're not going to keep them either. You just, they just go in the wash bin and then you never see them again. Corn, it's great to have you, man. Thank you. Great to see you. Thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Have you it. come from Northampton today? Yes. For all this? The, yeah, yeah. Three hours for a 20-minute interview. <laughs> sorry. But it's fine. Sorry, no, no. Sorry, my, sorry, again, sorry, my pleasure. Sorry. My pleasure. My pleasure. Sorry. <laughs> I feel so guilty. Um, please let us know if we can return the favour. Anything you like. Tickets, no, whatever. All right. No, all right. No promise. Corn no, Lewis, thanks good. so much, man. Thanks, guys. Awesome. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Cinch. Virgin Radio. With almost 100 million views for most of his posts, our next guest makes TikTok tick. His new tour is completely sold out, but watch out for him popping up in a public place near you with his fabulous flash mob choir. And now, live with his new single, I'll Be Waiting, Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue. Here's Kian Ducrow to sing for... Yo! <laughs> That's a good one. Very impressive. Never had that in introduction. Now I have to remember the song. If you ever want one more night, if you ever want to make things right, if you ever want to change your mind, I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. Open the door to the control room. Genuine cheer coming up. <laughs> That is a genuine cheer. That is a control room cheer. It doesn't happen all the time. It's happening this morning. Because Kinder Crow is in the house. Happy Valentine's, Kinder. Thank you very much. You too. Thanks for making it even more special than it already feels. We don't really do Valentine's Day, but we're not going to miss out on it for a free show <laughs> for three and a half hours. So, Kian, um, give us a potted history. Born where, went to whom, a little bit of um, sort of upwards curvature to your career thus far. Uh, born in Cork City in Ireland. Beautiful. Um... Uh, I, my mother is French, so I'm half French. Um, kind of just got into music at a young age. My parents are both musicians, classical musicians, so I was just kind of surrounded by it. Uh, my mum brought me on tour when she was pregnant, and then straight after that, just after I was born. Um, We're all thinking, what does your mum play? My mum is a is a pianist and a flautist. Got it. Yeah, um, and so I just kind of like grew up surrounded by music all day, all night. Got into sort of musical theatre, classical music, and then songwriting, and uh, just kind of struggled my way to here. 
so, today. <laughs> well, it's come good, hasn't it? Let's face it. It's yeah. uh, pretty awesome so far. It's, I mean, you know, it's so interesting. Now, how old are you, Keen, if you don't mind me asking? 25. 25 years old. Uh, an interesting time to be 25 whenever you are, I suppose, but never more than now because there are so many opportunities. There are so many ways of getting what you do out there. That has its issues, of course, because how do you, you monetise that? Not from a sort of commercial and capitalist point of view, but from a like, how am I going to, you know, put some, um, bring the bacon home, as it were. Uh, you sold out your tour. Uh, you have 4 million followers on social media uh, your videos have hit close to 100 million on tiktok and various things like that have you sold out do you think because of your because when you have that many followers if you announce at all you're sort of well if you're any good you're sort of done one would imagine is that how <laughs> is that is that how it works um i think it's a mix of things because i think i think it's a mixture of obviously the followers and being able to reach that many people but i think the Without the songs, I don't think I would. No, sell. of course, of course, yeah. I, I get that. But you know, if you had, if people had the songs in the past, you yeah. know, hopefully you'd, they'd sell out, or you come on a show like this. You know, you you were booked on the show to talk about your tour. Since booking you and coming on, the tour has sold out. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like, um, I don't know what it is actually. I was going to say I think I know, but I th I don't know. I think people just want to hear the songs live, so they're like, oh yeah, let's. But you never know because now with social media. Uh, you can reach like the whole world, so you don't really know how you know spread out your fan base is. Yeah. You know, so as opposed to before, maybe if you were hitting the radio stations all around the country, you're promoting more like in the sort of territory itself. But now it's so widespread that you know it's it's hard to know or to gauge. So you kind of just put a tour on sale and you hope for the best. Yeah, and also it, it depends how deeply engaged they are with you as of well. Of course, yeah. Um, which is interesting. But you seem to be doing quite well, my friend, uh, because March is sold out, Glasgow. I just want to read these out because it's cool. <laughs> Uh, Glasgow, Manchester, Newcastle, Nottingham, Birmingham, Bristol, Swansea, um, Oxford, London, Dublin, Dublin, two dates in Dublin, 22nd, 23rd of March, Belfast, Killarney, lovely Killarney, love Killarney, Galway, uh, Limerick and Kilkenny, just all sold out. And then Cork sold out as well. So then we move on to trying to sell tickets to Canada and the USA, which I'm very happy to do. If you'd like to go and see Kian in Canada. It's sold out as well. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they actually? Yeah. Oh, I forget that then. That's the whole thing. That's <laughs> and Europe is also well, sold out. Well, well done. Well done for selling out basically the whole of the of the Western world. Congratulations. Here we are at the beginning of 2023. It's it's set up fantastically for you. What do you want? Um, what would you not? What do you want? What would you like? Because um, it, it's it's not about expectations. It's not about desire. You know, all suffering is desire. We know that. But there's nothing wrong with setting out intentions. You know, what do you? What would you like now to happen for the next couple? years three two three years um i just wanted to continue the way it's going and to remain happy as i have always been so that's probably the yeah that's probably the goal all right well it's great it's great to meet you. i don't know if we'll ever meet again but it's been a joy thank you very and, much and um what are you going to cook for your girlfriend oh i don't know cause she might be listening so i don't want to spoil it by saying it but you loud. do you do know i do know it's oh, not i do know it's not the marks and spencer's love sausage is it no way because you know it's not, <laughs> it's shaped in a heart in the box. In the oh, store. really? Yeah, but then what happens is basically in the middle of the box is a heart shaped bit of cardboard. And then, so whilst the sausages are in the box, they look like a heart. You take them out of the box, it's just two sausages. Oh, uh, I'll be giving her a different kind of love sausage. <laughs> okay, good. So that's what, that's what he's cooking for her later. Yeah. A very special, <laughs> bespoke, de crow sausage. <laughs> The love sausage, baby. So glad we went there. Yeah. 
Goodbye. I've enjoyed our last shows. Yes. <laughs> Even I'm uncomfortable. His career's just starting. He's just finished ours. That's unfair. Stick that on your TikTok. <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Cinch. Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the best bits from the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Cinch. And don't forget to subscribe if you never want to miss your weekly roundup of all our best bits. Goodbye for now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.